Hello and welcome to High Tea Obsessed. I'm your host, Thomas Boomhauer, and joining me today for a very special episode is a man I like to call my pop culture soulmate. Today, I have the privilege of introducing to you the last son of Krypton, a knight sired by knights, my good friend, JT Coons. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. That was quite the intro. I wasn't ready for that. I was. I prepared. (laughs) So, you know, how have things been going? Things are good. Things have been good, man. Um, Like I said, I've been happy to get on the podcast. Excited. I think we're going to have a good one today. Hopefully. Hopefully. I think we're going to live up to, though. I wore you down over many months, many, many months. For people who don't know out there, you and I work together at this beautiful place called Jackson Lewis. Hey, Lou. And uh, a lot of downtime at times, depending on the year and uh, our time of the year. And so we'd have these crazy conversations about like movies, comic books, everything. And that was basically would have been the best podcast of all time if <laughs> yeah, we were able to record that yeah. somehow. But yeah, no, I mean, that was that's kind of where that was a great time. Now, just talking to Jackson Lewis, the runner's mm-hmm. room. Me, Mike, I know he's a reoccurring guest on the show. Yep. Using quite the conversations as well. Yeah. So, you know, for the listeners again, we're recording this on Sunday, January 10th, and it's not a full on preview pod for WandaVision, but we're going to delve into WandaVision a little bit. And it's mostly just some on brand content. Try to get some clicks, try to get some uh, listeners out here. There will be spoilers for all of the MCU to date associated comic book arcs and some other comic stuff about maybe what we want to see going forward i'm sure there'll probably be like a little bit of dc stuff if we compare contrast and i'd say just generally be on your toes for any spoilers if you're listening i will try to shout them out before but i'm very bad at it so you know you're on notice and so with that housekeeping out of the way i'm going to try a little bit of a greeny tease here for people get ready to find out about the most important casting decision in Marvel's history after the break. And welcome back from the break. So, JT, I don't know about you, but sometimes when I think about, you know, what's happened in the MCU to date, the Infinity Saga as it is, sometimes I feel like I should just be grateful, you know? They pulled off this crazy thing, changed movies as we know it, 12 years or so, 20 movies about, brought it to a satisfying conclusion, and, you know, they brought one of the seminal stories in comics to life. Not like a direct translation, but, you know. Absolutely, yeah. Like I said, part of me looks at that, and I'm just in awe. And a larger part of me, though, feels like, let me be greedy, and let me demand more from these people. They gave us some of the lower-tier comic people when we started, because that's what they had. And now we finally got the superstars in the uh, portfolio. Like, let's get nuts. Let's get after it. It looks like that's kind of where they're going. Mm-hmm. That they're just saying, hey... We pulled this off. Let's go crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I was kind of in the same spot where you were, you know, like after Endgame, I was like, okay, you know, they pulled that off. It was great. Pretty much everything after this is just like gravy on top. It's just extra. But with what they're doing, um, like in regards, it looks like they're going full multiverse. Yeah. Uh, that's I think we're going to get into like, you, know, you said, WandaVision is going to be a big part of setting it up. Obviously, the Spider-Man movie where they're getting going to Spider-Verse and they're mm-hmm. talking about bringing in Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. Which I think is awesome because, I mean, it opens up a lot of different storylines you can do. And it's cool that they're just actually, it's almost like they have the confidence. Like, well, like they pulled off Infinity War and Endgame, like that entire saga. Mm-hmm. You know, now they're going to really go for it. Right. It seems like um, besides the Black Widow movie, which would have been released already, save for COVID, um, the next phase almost is all setting up multiverse 
parallel realities like Spider-Man looks like multiverse. Uh, Doctor Strange is literally the multiverse of madness. Yep. Uh, Quantum Mania will probably get into weird stuff. Mm. The Thor movies looks like it's going to be multi-related, yeah. so it's everything. And they're just basically giving themselves carte blanche. So like, how are we going to bring the mutants in? How are we going to bring in the Fantastic Four to make it make sense? Give them that prestige. Right. Yeah, and that's going to be perfect for something like the Fantastic Four because that was one that we've talked about a lot where they do have to have that prestige. Like they were the first like superhero family and they're really well respected like in the comics and things. So by bringing them in, maybe they're in a different uh, like different dimension or multiverse. And right. bring them over, it's going to work really well, hopefully. Um, but obviously <laughs> this is going to be tough for them to pull off mm-hmm. and like have it make sense to like normal, casual um, moviegoers. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and it seems like um, they're going to go TV heavy to kind of set up everything. So, is there a place you'd like to see the MCU head from here? Like a certain direction, a certain comic arc that you kind of like to see be the next overarching Infinity Saga type uh, storyline? There's a lot that they can do. Mm-hmm. I think, and especially with the way that they're going, it looks like they may be going towards like a Secret Wars, which would be awesome. It because would be that's- amazing. Yeah, I mean, that would be, like, ideal because um, that's, you have, you know, like, worlds almost, like, colliding. You have Doctor Doom in it who, you know, is, like, my favorite villain. Yeah, me, all time. me too. Like, I mean, I don't know about all time, but he's top top three. He's up there. So I, I think that's where they're going to go, um, and that's really where I want them to go. Um, but I don't know how, I mean, that's a lot to do. Yeah, to and it's... There. That's almost, like, another 10 years, it feels like, but mm-hmm. I'm sure they can figure out a way to do it quicker. That would be crazy to do. And then also, because it's so weird and magical, you could probably get Cap and Iron Man back in a way that isn't just fan servicey. I don't know if the actors would be on board, but you could probably bring it off, pull it off if need be. I feel like Robert Downey Jr. will be back as Iron Man at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether like it's beyond, permanent mm-hmm. or just like, yeah, beyond whatever they've already, but whether it's a permanent or like a cameo for a movie like Secret Wars or mm-hmm. a different multiverse. I definitely think he's coming back at least. It's just, it's weird without him because he's such, he started it. Right. He's like the, the whole thing. Yeah. And I mean, I guess that gets where um, the one thing that I don't really like about like multiverse and things like this, even you had it a little bit with time travel and end game mm-hmm. is it gets too easy to like remove the stakes from something. Yeah. Like if Iron Man comes back, even if it is from a different dimension or whatever, it's like what it kind of cheapens end game and like that whole thing. You right. know what I mean? It just kind of cheapens it a little bit, which they have to be very careful when they get in the multiverse. Right. And that is one of the pitfalls of a lot of um, Marvel's comic storytelling is that they always give themselves an out and it kind of ruins, right. like, they'll have this crazy epic sweeping story. And then at the last second, they ruin it by giving themselves an out and removing all the states we just saw. That's Yeah, that's a lot of comics, unfortunately. So if they do do the uh, Secret Wars type thing. No. Wait, hold on. Two things. Um, first, Secret Wars. Would you say that is the most iconic, sort of like comic story of the 21st century, in your opinion? Of this century? Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think here. Probably Marvel wise, yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, at least, yeah, I would say it is. Um, you know, that was uh, Hickman did that, and I read. Yeah, he did an awesome run. Um, Fantastic Four, like he had a huge plan, did the whole Fantastic mm-hmm. Four run, led it into Secret Wars, and that was just like an amazing arc um, and the way that he did everything. That was probably one of my favorite stories ever, like in comics. Mm-hmm. 
I remember I told you, I was like, I came in the runner's room all proud. I was like, starting Secret Wars, and you yelled at me. You're like, what are you doing? Do the homework. I know. I got very um, – because my brother kind of did the same thing to me. Mm -hmm. I wanted to read Secret Wars, and he dropped like two omnibuses on my desk, which is like you know a couple hundred comics worth of Fantastic Four stuff I had to read beforehand. And that was – I'm glad I did it. But it's definitely – it gets – it's hard when you get into comics because you want people to read everything and get indulged. But like sometimes you just have to like let it go. You don't need to read the Fantastic Four stuff to read and enjoy Secret Wars. Right, and, and they do all better, the but it's just it's not necessary. Ultimately, yeah. One of the hard barriers for the entry, like entering into comic books, is all the cross-platform stuff. Where they'll be like, yeah. so yeah, you read the Fantastic Four run, but you also have to read like this random Spider-Man one. And then this random like other series in order to understand it, which is yeah. the omnibuses are they put the, all those together, right? Yeah, most of them do. Um, so that's just nice. put them together in order, um, which is nice. But it's also you have to draw a line somewhere because I mean, if you pick like one or two stories, like, and I think Secret Wars is a story where you should go down mm-hmm. like all the rabbit holes and read all the things. But there's just too many. Like at a certain point, where you have to cut it off and be like, "I'm not going to read this random Spider-Man issue. Right. I'm not going to read the two years of backstory building up. Like, I'll figure something else. I'll figure it out as I go." Type of thing. Moving back to the movies, yeah. Um, what are some villains you'd like to see anchor the Avenger level movies? So not like the Infinity War Endgame Avengers, but the you know first Avengers and Age of Ultron that type of villain. Okay, so just not like the overarching one. Yeah, so that's tough. Well, I'll just, I think with the overarching, they can go Doom Galactus, mm-hmm. one of those two. Um, for the intro for the, I don't know. That's tough. I think it would be cool if they did, um, maybe more like, I don't know how to say, like street level stuff mm-hmm. for that, where maybe you have these overarching villains coming, but then you do like Sinister Six, you find a way to make that like a bigger Avengers level threat not just mm-hmm. like a spider-man movie where you have especially if you can bring in venom make like your own version of it right something like that could be pretty cool and then uh, doc Ock too he's uh he's a he could be a heavy hitter yeah doc Ock too yeah bring i mean are they talking about bringing him back too yeah um, i think um i think he might be confirmed if you go on alfred molina's wikipedia page at least it's it's confirmed listed. yeah that's awesome like currently filming right. and he just like he gets slept on because everyone's like you know, J. Jonah Jameson can't recast him, but it'd be right. Who else would be Doc Ock? It feels weird. Yeah, it does. He would be a good one. Um, well, Doc Ock would be good. Um, but I think so, like building off the Sinister Six, getting a Norman Osborn mm-hmm. in there, you know, Green Goblin, and he could be like a very good, he could almost be like a overarching villain, but in a, um, in like a smaller way you know what i mean like yeah more spider-man but not as big of a threat as like doom coming or the mm-hmm. other ones just that's sort of what he is in the comics too he's like mainly spider-man but then he'll be like oh i got this whole evil avengers team going on. right and like if you think about it, like he could be working with doom and some i don't know like, i'm sure they could figure something out they're smarter yeah. than i am but how that would work out but i think he would be he's the number one villain besides um like the doom that i want to see come in um, and i don't know who they'll cast as him that'll be a tough one to do um what about like they could do a neymar type thing where maybe like he takes down wakanda in the next black panther um and then like atlantis emerges and they're like oh god we gotta deal with this now yeah that would be really good i think they should bring in neymar um and do i love whole... him and i don't know why 
He's cool. He's a cool villain. He's kind of a prick. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's good, especially too. He'd be important to have in there if they're bringing in the Fantastic Four. Right. Um, he was like a big villain of theirs. There's a lot of history with that. So that would be a good one to do. Um, and you bring that in in a Black Panther movie, that'd be perfect. I don't know about you again. Still reeling kind of from the bombs that Kevin Feige was dropping during the Disney shareholder event. To me, it was sort of like the NBA trade deadline. where it's just like Woj bomb after bomb. It's coming and coming. And it also kind of felt like my reaction was kind of like the uh, continental breakfast skit from Team Peel where he's eating all the stuff. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. So it just kind of felt like, you know, um, Star Wars came out, they were doing their announcements, and then Feige was just dropping bomb, bomb, bomb. And it's just like, I feel like Kathleen Kennedy should be embarrassed a little bit. I don't know if maybe they hid the Marvel stuff from her, but it just, it was so crazy how much Star Wars announced, and then uh, Marvel just blew them out of the water still. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's some cool things coming with the Star Wars, but mm-hmm. as far as keeping up with Marvel... At least in that press conference, there's nothing that they could have done. Everything that they announced just blew it out of the water. I mean, yeah. there's so much upcoming. I can't wait for it. Right. So, um, you know, there's a billion things announced, basically. But if you had to rank them from, like, your, what you're most excited for, uh, are you able to do that? Just kind of like your top five, maybe? Um, yeah, I might get one or two out of order along the way. So forgive me if I do. That is perfectly um, fine. I would say the fifth... <laughs> Fifth one, um, if we're going to go that way, five to one, mm-hmm. I would say WandaVision. Okay. Um, I'm not like super, I don't know what it is. I'm not like super excited for that show itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just more excited for what it's going to be used to set up. Yeah. Um, like that's, I think that's going to be like the beginning catalyst to bring in the multiverse and everything mm-hmm. like that. So I'm excited just to see where that goes, essentially. Yeah. And um, it just looks like. I mean, it looks super weird, which is always nice. Right. Yeah. I, it does look really weird. Like, I've been seeing a lot of the uh, trailers for it now coming up, and it's just, it's all over the place. I don't know how that's going to be, though. It's so, I'm just surprised that they're doing it, I guess. Yeah. And it's, it's the so first surprising to me. big thing, too. Right. And I just feel like they have a lot of, I don't know, Kevin Feige swinging his balls around because it's just... Yeah. Like the confidence to try and do something like this to for like casual viewers who don't really know what the next step is or what right. they're leading to. That's just weird. It's just going to be weird, but yeah. I'm excited for it. It's like in um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 when Star Lord's like, I'm going to make weird shit, man. That's right. Yeah. It's pretty on. much. It's, <laughs> He's like, I, I got you guys. I, that's great. He's like, I got you guys like $15 billion. Leave me alone. I'm going to do whatever I want. Trust me. <laughs> it's gonna work I mean I hope it works I can't really doubt them so far but right. um, I would say alright so what else do they have coming out the multiverse of madness mm-hmm. I'd say maybe that's four okay I have that Again, at five kind of, you have that at five yep okay I want to hear your list after two or right. just as we go um, but Doctor Strange I liked him a lot in like Infinity War mm-hmm. I thought that was his best role but like his own movie it was fine mm-hmm. um but it wasn't like anything special i guess mm-hmm. um and i think are they bringing back the villain that they teased for the multiverse of madness the what was his name uh one. the other sorcerer the other like, yeah yeah uh i forget his name in it but it's like chueto edgefor butchered yeah, that something. for sure um <laughs> but also sam raimi's directing it right 
Yeah, Sam Raimi's directing it, I believe. So, I mean, it's going to be a good movie, I guess. Um, it's the same type of thing with WandaVision. Other than the multiverse, there's nothing really that excites me about the movie itself, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. So I would say that's probably four. So again, it's like what they're setting up. Yeah, that one's kind of just more like what they're setting up. Um, I've seen some rumors that they're using it to uh, introduce Doom, which I think we talked about when it was first announced that Multiverse of Madness would right. be a thing because Doom and Doctor Strange have that sorcerer connection going on. That's true. Yeah. And you were you were saying maybe like as they're transporting from like universe to universe, Doom like in the post credits, maybe he's like investigating. And he's just like, that's interesting. Right. Yeah. It could be like set up in Latvia or something. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's like, I guess that's a part of the reason to like why that's even on the list is something like that, where they're going to be bringing in these awesome characters like Doom. Mm -hmm. Where is he going to pop up? Right. At what point? And I guess like that's part of the reason why it like makes the list is like not necessarily, you know, no offense to Benedict Cumberbatch. I just, Mm -hmm. the first Doctor Strange movie wasn't very good i didn't think right and he's his american accent is like when alan rickman does an american accent as a german <laughs> as a british guy pretending or playing a german guy pretending to be american yeah <laughs> and die hard it's just like kind of weird yeah it is um but yeah i mean i guess i would say <laughs> that's a good analogy that's funny um i guess i would say that's four um for me getting into um ones that like i'm really excited about genuinely for mm-hmm. multiverse and the movie i would say Spider-Man 3, <laughs> the new Spider-Man. Obviously, I mean, there's a lot going on there, too. Do you think, all right, so do you think Jake Gyllenhaal is coming back as Mysterio? Do you think he's dead? What's going on with that? I think he's dead in the universe and, like, the... You think whatever, he's multiverse, like, Yeah, and look, whatever the universe we've been following is, that right. one, he's dead for sure. I think that either the guy that Jeff Bridges yelled at in the first Iron Man, who was, like, his tech guy, yeah. he might pretend to be Jake Gyllenhaal. So... I think Jake right. Gyllenhaal probably will be back. Uh-huh. Um, I think they probably want him back. It just they probably killed him because it's Jake Gyllenhaal, and he doesn't necessarily want to be tied into Marvel movies, right? Um, I hope they bring him back because I love Jake Gyllenhaal. He was like awesome. In yeah, that movie. He was he, great. He seems to love Tom Holland too, so I, I could see him coming back just because he's like I had a lot of fun. Like they let me do cool stuff, right? Especially the amount of money that they're going to be throwing at him, and it's not like. As awesome as it would be to have Mysterio back, it's not like he's going to be a major factor moving forward. Like right. It's not like going to be like a huge, um, a huge, huge role for him. But I want him to come back because he was awesome. Yeah, and it's like until he he does the heel turn, it's like right. oh we're wasting Jake Gyllenhaal almost. And then yep. as soon as he starts laughing in the bar, it's like oh now we got Jake Gyllenhaal for real. I know. And then it's like every other movie Jake Gyllenhaal's been in has been wasting yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. Exactly. That one scene was like just perfect. Um, and that was, I mean, that was so awesome. Still, we talked about it multiple times, but just how they brought back all these random people like mm-hmm. the guy, Jeff Bridges, all that. Um, yeah. So Spider-Man three, trying to get back on track here. I would say that's definitely three. Again, okay. you have multiverse. You have him dealing with people knowing his identity. Mm-hmm. Um, that is that's gonna be interesting to see too because in the comics he protects it so heavily and now right like i mean he revealed like tony figured it out and then he re- ned figured it out aunt may figured it out yeah and now the whole world knows right and that's the thing um so like i hope they just keep with it like i hope it's just how you know everyone knew robert Don- or tony stark was iron man mm-hmm. in that universe and it worked it was fine um 
But like I think there was so in the comics and during the Civil War event, mm-hmm. yeah, he reveals himself it's... to the world and he says like I'm Peter Parker, and then. He makes a deal with Mephisto, right? To reverse it or something? Yeah. Like and then Mephisto just like kind of like wipes people's mind. And it's, it's again, it goes back to what we were talking about um, earlier where it just doesn't mean anything. Like it's just one of those that, hey, we have this big idea of Spider-Man is going to reveal himself. And then it's like a few yeah. issues later or maybe even in the same movie in this case, it'll be like, oh, no one remembers anymore. Yeah. And I don't know how they could put that genie back in the bottle because even if you do the route that like j jonah jameson is an alex jones type figure um, right. type thing and like no one believes him as soon like it's still gonna be shady and be like yeah there was rumors this guy was spider-man and then all of a sudden like it tracks like if we look at it it's you know schools on dc shows up he's in europe all of a sudden spider-man's in europe like what's going on right i don't know yeah. like they'd have to do some weird stupid magic to undo it and i don't know that they would I mean, you could do like Doctor Strange could do something. I'm I sure. guess. Which yeah. again, it's like it's one of those. Neither one of us like that idea. Like they've mm-hmm. they decided to do this. They have to stick with it somehow. Somehow. Right. That's what I want them to do. But Alex Jones has a fan casting for J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. Not bad if J.K. Simmons ever can't do it. But. Yeah. I mean, that's the vibe I got. He got. Like, <laughs> I know. He was doing the weird Infowars type stuff. I mean. Right. It wouldn't be a bad fan casting um, yeah. for whatever reason. But all right, so I got Spider-Man 3. What are we on? Mm-hmm. The last two here? Yep. Um, all right. Um, I have two. All right, so I'm going to go with Thor, the next Thor movie. with that? Nice. Thunder? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Thor right now, ever since Ragnarok, has been probably the best character in the MCU, I think. Um, easily the best character. Uh, and they're bringing in Christian Bale. Yep. As Thor, the God Butcher, mm-hmm. which is like one of the first, when I first started getting back into comics, that arc was one of the first ones I read, just mm-hmm. like of anything. Like me and my brother just picked this Thor comic. We read it, and it was like, it's still one of our favorites ever. It's just like two, two, um, two little graphic novels worth, and it's amazing. The fact that now they're bringing that story to the big screen, and it's Christian Bale right. as him, and you have. Chris Hemsworth, like, you know, like I said, ever since Ragnarok, the best character in the MCU, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that one is going to be awesome. Right. Really, really cool. The only thing that worries me a little bit is that Christian Bale is kind of a dick. And yep. um, I'm not sure that he's going to jive well with Taika Waititi's, like, laissez-faire direction. Or, like, let's goof off. Let's have fun. Right. But, I mean, he's coming in. Like, I'm sure he knows... He has to know what he's signing up for. Right, exactly. Like, he knows he's not the star of this. Like, he knows he's coming in. He's, he's like, he's playing a part. He's not carrying this thing. Right. And I guess it's like, it's one of those things, like, again, the amount of money they're throwing at him, he has to know he's going into a Marvel movie with Taika Waititi, or Waititi, um, and that he's just kind of there. He just can do his thing there. Like, he doesn't have to, it's not a huge, huge role for him, like a life changing Mm -hmm. role. But the thing is, like, he is an amazing actor. So, right. I think he's going to do that character justice, which is awesome. Like, I, it's just so exciting for me. Like, they're bringing it, that story, one of my favorite stories, to the big screen. They have Christian Bale, Chris Hemsworth, the director. I mean, it's just that seems like it's going to be like the perfect right mix of money. Yeah, I haven't read that one yet, but I have read like the uh, whatever the fandom Wikipedia for Marvel is. Yeah. So I know a little bit about Thor. It seems like he's basically just like gods are real and they're dicks. Fuck them, light them, and kill them all. 
Yeah, he just goes from multiverse, like different multiverses, like dimension to dimension, and just murders God. I'm into it. He just that's what he does. So then, like in that storyline, um, and again, I don't know, but so there's rumors that uh, what's her name, Jane Foster, is mm-hmm. going to be a Thor in this, or like she is Thor. Yeah. Um, so you might get like different versions of Chris Hemsworth as Thor, kind of like Eddie Murphy, but with Chris Hem- like Eddie Murphy movie. Oh my like god, Chris Hemsworth. That would be amazing. I mean, that should be the post-credit scene. Honestly, there should be like a scene from Norbit or something. (laughs) Yeah, and it's just like Thor as Kord, Thor as Jane Foster. (laughs) Yeah. Not like literally just Chris Hemsworth playing all these different versions. Yeah, that's all it should be. Wow. I know. It'd be amazing. Especially with uh, Taika directing it, you could get some pretty funny like interactions there. Mm -hmm. If they do decide. And you could also get just some badass versions of Thor too. Right. Just like. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to get Vane Thor from like the first two Thor movies. Yeah. Uh, well, the first one mostly. And then we'll get... Yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's two. Um, number one, so I may have cheated here. Um, I don't know if they've announced it officially yet, but the thing I'm most excited for is just the introduction of the Fantastic Four. They did announce that, and they announced they, they that. confirmed it, right? Yes, and that the guy who's directed the Spider-Man movies is directing it. Yeah, okay. And it's so John Watts. That's that's my number one. That's my number one as well. And other than that, in Multiverse of Madness, we have no overlap. Really? Yep. yep. Okay, so um, let me hear your list then. All right. Um, yeah, let's skip the Fantastic Four for now because I have more. On yeah, I'm sure later. we'll go back to that. So number five, like I said, Multiverse of Madness. Um, same as you, like, I just want to see what they set up. Yep. And then a lot of it, I kind of knew you were going to say Thor uh, and Spider-Man. So I left those out so we could talk about more things mostly. Cool. Uh, so I said Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Just want to see. I like Ant-Man. I like Paul Rudd I, a lot. Paul Rudd's great. Um, And I just, I don't know a lot about Kane the Conqueror, but I know, like, he's kind of cool. And, like, I mostly, I'm just into it because of what he represents. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, we're going to have like cool, weird, fantastic four space genius stuff going on. I mean, yeah. That one's going to be cool. Number three was Loki. Okay. I, love, I love Tom Hiddleston. I kind of forgot about that. Might have made top five, but I kind of forgot about it. Have you seen the trailer for it? Yeah. It looks, I I'm, I'm like 100% in. Yeah. That's all you right there. You've always loved, you've been big on Loki for a yeah. while now. And now you're finally getting a TV show you deserve. I know. Thank you. I waited. I waited for years. Yep. <laughs> and as D.B. Cooper, too, which like D.B. Cooper is going to be an episode of this podcast. Yeah. And that's like the only thing that makes sense. I feel like in real life, that's probably what happened is that D.B. Cooper was Loki and Heimdall scooped him out of the air. Probably. It checks out. Probably all it. Number two is Moon Knight, because, again, as you know, I've been waiting. I never thought they would do it because, you know, the mental health aspects. I thought, you know, they have to handle it so delicately. So I yeah. thought. Um, they would never do it because in my opinion it should be a deadpool-esque comedy yeah and you make conchu a dick and i think he has to be like james earl jones and just stuff like that <laughs> and then i think like i don't know if they could get away with it because of the sony thing but just like rip off uh into the spider-verse and have him introduce all his multiple personalities and just be yeah. like let's do this one last i mean that, time. Would, that would be hilarious um moon knight i mean i love moon knight that's an awesome. There's some good comics. That I haven't read a whole lot of his, but he's just a crazy character. And there's definitely a lot. You can go serious, funny. Like you can do a lot with him, but that's awesome. Yeah, you Who would you both. cast? Um, I think they, it's rumored Oscar yeah. Isaac, who's uh, that's right. I did see that. Yeah. 
And based only on um, Ex Machina, the dance scene in Ex Machina, mm-hmm. I'm in. Like, okay. When he's, <laughs> I'm just like, for certain aspects of Boon, like, you can just see him being like, I wear white because I want them to see me coming. Right. So that's what I don't, I just like, I'm super into it. And then also because they'll probably get into like weird Daredevil blade type stuff going on. Vampire, I hope so. Like all that weird stuff. I just want everyone. They might, I, they should, um, with Moon Knight, they should bring back the guy who played Daredevil in the Netflix TV show. Right. I don't know if you ever watched that, but that was I a really started good it. show. It was a really good show, I think. But mm-hmm. I, yeah, I heard that. Just, there's just like so much stuff on. Like I have to finish Peaky Blinders still. Yeah, I do too. I haven't watched the last season. And it's so good. It's just there's too much stuff. Right. What season did you get to that? Only like two and a half because I just. There's a lot. It's just too much going on, which is good. Good problem to have. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, Fantastic Four, which is actually what I had next on our uh, list anyway. Perfect. So once you yelled at me about not skipping to (laughs) Secret War. I'm That's sorry, what I started. I apologize. Fantastic Four, and yeah. I liked them because I really liked Human Torch, just because yep. I think he, like I thought he was cool. Yep. And so I read like the Hitman run, and I, you know, I you try to read the other ones, and they're all the other ones are very much of their time. I feel like, and right. the Hitman run is transcendent. Yes, I agree. So I would say though, more than a Fantastic Four fan, I am a Doom fan. And that's why I'm excited for the Fantastic Four, just to because I'm so excited to have him introduced. Even if they they probably won't introduce them in the same thing, right? But just what the Fantastic Four represent, basically. Yeah, um, I mean, with the Fantastic, Four, so like Fantastic Four to me, like when my brother told me to read it, it's like just seems like a boring, boring take. Like, all right, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go read Fantastic Four, a guy who can like just stretch and they have the invisible, like literally like just basic. You have a strong yeah, they're guy, like the... stretch. He's smart. It's like whatever. It's but the dynamic um, that you can get with the interactions within the family um, of the Fantastic Four. Like, you can, if the human torch in the thing is almost like a. Uh, Buddy like cop a, comedy. Yes, exactly. That's what I was looking for. So that's awesome. And then you get Doom mm-hmm. um, and his relationship with them. Like, he is known to be like super dangerous, whatever, bad guy, mm-hmm. but he has multiple like interactions with that family and like they've worked together right that's why he's so cool their kids call him uncle doom yeah which is like just like it's so cool like they don't when he shows up it's not like they're like ultimate like immediately afraid Mm -hmm. it's like something's probably wrong like we gotta right that's weird because he's like he's evil and he's a dick and um you know like everything he does like he's always trying to get his own ends and but like he's evil but he thinks he's the hero very much exactly like that stereotypical thing but in like the best way right um and then also like whenever not just the fans have support but like when push comes to shove it's like oh this evil thing from space is coming like you know everybody needs to show up he shows right. up and he's like let's do it like yeah i'm gonna try to spin this to my own ends in the end right but like let's like let's fight thanos let's fight the celestials whatever well the thing is too i mean He's the smartest villain probably in the MCU. Yeah. Just in Marvel. Because you think about it, right? There's like this world-ending threat. And he's like the only villain who shows up and is like, hey, I don't want to die. Do you want to like, can I help you guys? Right. Like everyone, like it's kind of a, a weird thing. Like you never yeah. have like any other villain showing up. They're just like, oh, I mean, shit. <laughs> he's basically like uh, the second smartest 
person in the universe, right? And then the right. uh, second most powerful sorcerer. So there's that pool. Like that's why he's so cool because he's like very powerful. Right. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. I mean, he's like he's just running shit. Right. He is, and he's got his own like dictatorship, which is yeah, it's just like awesome. You love to see it. To, it's an awesome addition to his character. It's like, what's Doom doing? Oh, he's he's ruling his country. Right. They could they could <laughs> introduce him in a very ground level way like that. Like they could just be like, oh, um, since you know, in the events after post Thanos snap, like Latveria conquered all these places. Like Sokovia doesn't exist anymore. Like all this thing, it's just Latveria now. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Or maybe he sees power. Like they do. Do they do? I think they should introduce him. And like a like they give him a little tease and whatever. And then he gets his own movie or his own Disney Plus show. And it's like a mini series, whatever. But yeah. like give us Book of Doom, basically. Yeah. I think that would be an awesome way to do it. Also too, like so I want him to be like the overarching villain going mm-hmm. forward. But they need to use him in a way where he's just like in a lot of movies. Yes. Not has always like he can be a threat at times, like in some of the movies along the way. Mm-hmm. Like he could be part of the villain, but He's just got to be like interacting with his. We have to get like as much interaction with him, any other heroes. And I think that would be like the best way to go about it before you finally get to him being like the ultimate villain. Right. And so, like I teased before the break, I think that casting Doom is the most important decision that they have to make. I agree. Because, so I think to sort of parallel the earlier iterations of the MCU. Uh, the relationship between Reed and Doom is sort of the Tony Captain America relationship going forward. And it's not as much because obviously they're not anchoring the same team, but it's like, you know, right. like two leaders of what's going on going forward. Yeah. Like they're the two most influential people in the Marvel universe going forward. Like whatever they decide, each of them is doing stuff. They should be. Um, but that's also, I mean, like that's what I want and they should be. But it's also, um, you look at it from like Marvel's perspective, are they going to make that the ultimate dynamic Two brand new characters? Like they have, you know, they still have Spider-Man, Thor, all of them. Are they going to just say, hey, we're casting someone has Reed Richards and someone has Doom and hopefully it works out? Like True. And then also the, it seems like they have a lot of money in the uh, Captain Marvel basket because they buffed her so much. Captain Marvel. Yeah. That's that's a that, whole other podcast. That's another plan <laughs> though. They I see I think they realized some of the issues with her because they changed the directors for the uh for the next one. I think all right, Captain Marvel. Her movie is fine. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. It's whatever. I think She's better in that than she is in uh Endgame. Well, I and I think it's so even in the in her own movie, there's times where it's like I don't know if it's meant to be shown as like super just confident mm-hmm. or like which is which is cool, but sometimes it just comes off like like dick like she sounds like a dick. She's yeah. Being that. Which and is that's like... how it came off in Endgame a lot. Mm-hmm. And then too, I just think it's really hard when it's just like she's just that much more powerful than everybody else. Right. Like she just I, that's just it's weird. It's when you have a character who's that strong, it's just it's kind of like a Superman issue. Right. Where it's like, what are really the stakes? Like, there's nothing. I don't know. But. I, yeah, I think they handled her badly. Because, I mean, you know, part of why we love Tony is because he's a dick. Right. And she's kind of got that going on. But we don't have, they don't really show us that she can back it up at, when they introduce her as being like that. Right. And then also some of it is like, when it's cocky, it's fine. But sometimes it is like, she's just a dick. Right. 
Um, and I think that's the difference between like her and Tony is mm-hmm. he did it like he was like self-aware of when he yes. was being a dick. It doesn't seem like she like in that in the way they write it, the script sometimes it doesn't seem like she knows like she that's just who she is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just doesn't come off good. Maybe I'm being yeah. too picky. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It is tricky too because there's like um a lot of people say like, you know, people criticize it, but they do it in a sexist way and they're like, because she's a woman they don't like it. Right. That's not where we're coming from. It's oh no, just like, we're we're cool with that. There's, there's certain <laughs> points of it where it's too much. Like by the by, right. it's cool. Like right. I would say like seventy five percent in her movie, she's fine. And then yeah. like, there's like that twenty five percent where it's like a little too much. It just seemed like it was yeah, it's just weird direction. And I just don't like I just didn't think that she should come in and be has power like she kind of saved them all in Endgame, which is cool. Right. Have give her a role, but I just I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, they they just handle her badly in Endgame, definitely. Because they they have her blow up that whole ship and then they do that stupid um thing that the boys made fun of. Right. Where they're like, "Oh, she has help." And it's like, "She clearly doesn't need help, my dudes." Right. Chill out. That was funny. Yeah. She doesn't. Not at all. And then she didn't. She like they didn't help her at all, really. No. Um Yeah, she just I don't know. Hopefully they figure her character because she could be she could be really cool. Yeah, and Brie she's got pretty cool. some yeah, and she's got good storylines, like other good villains that she could be interacting with. So I don't know. Hopeful, I guess. Circling back to Doom Fantastic Four, because we got carried away a little bit. Yep. <laughs> um is there anyone you'd like to see cast as Doom? I mean, Fastbender is always like, he's mm-hmm. been the fan pick for a few years now. Right. Um, so, I mean, I guess that's probably still the best one that I've heard mm-hmm. or seen. Me too. Um, beyond that, man, I don't know. It's tough. Do you have? I have a couple just in case. Um, yeah. So, Fastbender, I think it depends on at what point they want to introduce the X-Men. And they'd obviously, they'd have to recast all of them, I guess. Right. And just have Deadpool make fun of it once and we're good. We're ready to rock. Right. So, like, then it does seem like they're waiting, they're holding off on the X-Men, because that's going to be tricky to figure out more than the Fantastic Four, I feel I like. also think they just have to give that a break for a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, because Bot's ruined it. Yeah, I don't know what happened with that franchise again, but... They let that... Never mind. We're not yeah. going to do it. Anyway, let, that's another thing. Like, a completely <laughs> trash human being run the universe, basically. So, right. like, a bad human and a bad director. But it started, not it started off so good. Anyway. First class. Anyway, sorry. Uh, so, Doom, <laughs> obviously Michael Fassbender. I think yep. he's a bond, like he's a great actor. And it's yeah. like, they, like they wasted him as Magneto because he should have been amazing. And he was, but, like, they just didn't do enough. He they was, but, yeah. Told the same story over and over with him. Um, Literally the same character arc. Which is why it would be tough because he kind of, they used him almost like how Doom should be used, where he was like, he's bad until it matters almost. Right. Yeah. Um, Just dumb. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I thought that Nicolaj Custer Waldu, who Jamie Lannister, he could do it because I think they do need like a European, not someone doing a, an accent right. as uh, Doom. Yeah, I think he, he would do be it. good. He would um, be good, I think. It, I don't I know, is like, he like? Is he? I guess the with like him, I don't see the uh, intimidating side as much. Yeah, like I saw Michael Fassbender during when he was Magneto be able to like pull off that like intimidating villain. Mm-hmm. Like everything that he did with the quarter in those movies, where he was right. like, that was awesome. Um, I don't know, like Jamie Lannister, that intimidation. Like, yeah, factor. I think he tries it a couple times in the early seasons, off the top of my head, and then right. like he's like talking shit to Rob Stark, and Rob just uh, has his wolf 
go right. at him. Like, oh, let me stop. Yeah. yeah, like pretty much whenever Jamie tries to talk shit, he gets humbled. Like he gets his hand cut off or like right. whatever. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I just think you know who are European actors that I know who seem like. I mean, he act. wouldn't be bad. I mean, he might be able to pull it off. I guess that mm-hmm. was just like my one. We just don't have the experience with him right. to know for sure. Exactly. Um, this one is just mostly for me and you, you and I, Cillian Murphy, Killian Murphy, however you say I, it. I love, I big. we need to get him in the MCU. But the issue is he's in the mask, and so we don't get to see the cheekbones if he's doomed. But if you make the mask really tight, so it matches the cheekbones. Just the cheekbones. Yeah. It's like just his <laughs> upper face and leave the cheekbones exposed. Yeah, cheekbones exposed. Um, I don't know if he can do um, an accent, but I'm I'm into it. I think he can do whatever. He, he can do whatever he wants, and we'll let him. He, does, I mean, he's fine. I don't know what accent he can do, but he, he is an awesome actor. He can do the intimidation thing. Mm-hmm. Really, he's got range, and he's like, it's so weird watching the Peaky Blinders. He's like this awesome, like intimidating mm-hmm. figure, and then you watch him in like Batman, where he's a scarecrow, and he's like this just wacky, yeah, like crazy lunatic. Yeah, that's why I didn't get it at first because he's just like, I'm just like, he's just weird, and he's like, right, he's like too pretty almost to be scary and then you watch Peaky Blinders and you're like oh never mind like right. I get it he pulls it off but I um, need him in the MCU somehow so whether somehow. it's Doom I like it I mean he could pull off Doom I think I don't know Doom is just so tough but do you have any other ones or yeah I have one more and it was just I saw this one on a like fantastic type thing yep and I don't know if it would work but I just I mean he's a perfect villain he's great in everything he's in yep and it's uh Jan Carlo Esposito he's uh he's the ch- chicken guy in uh breaking bad he's in the boys he's okay uh, damn blanket he's like the guy that runs the thing he's okay. in a bunch of stuff he's the villain he's um, yeah i he's in the mandalorian he's moth gideon which i know you haven't watched but like you've seen it seen uh pits of him basically oh uh, yeah i've seen that yeah okay i know who this guy is he's just Sorry. he's very menacing he's right. not that that would be good i guess i guess i all right so i guess i'll ask you a question for like this casting of doom what do you think is like one or two most important features or elements that that actor needs to have to play Doom? So, like, if you could only take one or two things, like the, this actor can only get one or two things, right? Like it, the intimidation or mm-hmm. the accent or something like that. Is there something that stands out to you? So, because he's in a mask, I think it's intimidation and voice. Yeah, like okay. those are the two things because he has yeah. to be able to do a lot with um, without his face showing. That's true. And that's something I didn't even think about is like, because he's going to be in the mask at all times, that voice, that's going to be a huge part of it. Right. And it's, like, it's not like the thing where it's, you still get the facial features moving, even though it'll basically be a voice actor and then a, right. someone doing the mocap. Like, you do need that. So I think, I mean, obviously they can't do it, but like James Spader would have been good just for the yeah. voice and the <laughs> intimidation. Like, right. they wasted oh, him as Ultron so much. Yeah. I'd be so mad. I mean, he, it was he was awesome as Ultron, though. But yeah, the movie isn't good, though. Well, the thing is, too. Yeah, they didn't really hit their. I mean, that's probably when they started. Just to, right after that is when they really hit their stride. I feel like right after Age of Ultron. Yeah, um, that third phase really just lit it up. Yeah, I think they just. I mean, they asked uh, the director to do a little bit too much setting up, and he was just he didn't hit the quippy serious balance. It was just too much quips. I think, um, like, moving forward, the thing that the MCU's missed on for a while now is villains. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just one of those things where I think now 
you're kind of starting fresh. You can still have those throwaway villains, but try and keep more around. Like they can be more of like an asset, like reoccurring villains, like how we're talking about how we want Doom to be. He doesn't have to be like the only one who's like that. Like bring in more that you keep coming back. Right. I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah, because that that is the issue. Is the villains aren't as good. Right. And it just it makes it things. it makes it cool. Like sometimes the villains are some of the coolest parts of the movie. So Right. And the, it seems like all the good ones die. Or like all the ones that are um good like good known actors die too. Right. Or, yeah. Well that's the thing, right? You see like a Jake Gyllenhaal in a Spider Man movie, and you're like, that's mm-hmm. probably not gonna be continuing. Right. But um isn't isn't the only one alive is uh Zemo? Zemo is alive. Uh Michael Keaton. Uh Vulture. Michael Keaton. Batman. Um, He's coming back. Did you see that? Yes, I did. Very yes, excited I did. That. And that's gonna be cool. Yep. But seems like they're doing like a Batman Beyond type thing for the future. Might be. Which we also discussed. We said they could do like a Flashpoint Paradox with Jeffrey Dean Morgan. So they yep. might do like a parallel thing to that. Hope so. Um, I think it's like Michael B. Jordan guy might be alive. Uh, Killmonger technically, like he right. could be on ice. He's dead, especially um, with the passing of Chadwick Boseman. I don't yes. think there's a chance that they bring back Killmonger. Yeah, it'd be um, weird. Actually, I mean, unless they want to try and bring him back and make him Black Panther moving uh, yeah. forward, they could do I like an alternate Killmonger, maybe. Like make him a good guy. And have mm-hmm. him be the Black Panther. That could work, but I don't think he comes back at this point. Probably depends how much um the actress who plays Suri can bolt up. How much yeah. muscle scene fit on that frame? Do you think they just move forward and she's just Black Panther? I think so. Maybe not immediately, but I think at some point in about Black Panther too, because uh Ryan Coogler expressed that he wanted to work with her as Black Panther. Right. And I mean that's like one of our complaints about Black Panther as a character in the MCU and in the movie itself is that he just gets his ass kicked too much. Right. And did. that's that's sort of his comic story arc too though, right? Like he loses the his ma- uh, his mantle as Black Panther and King because of that. Right. I mean, and I, I guess it's like you know, somewhat like every hero, right? They just constantly get their ass kicked until they need to right. not get their ass kicked. But yeah, even in Black Panther's movie like he had to use like the it was just weird. He was just yeah. constantly getting whooped. But um, I think sure it would be cool. I also think if they don't go that route, there would be a lot of like outrage. Yeah, it, there's not really another logical successor. They could do right. Mbatu, but that would be weird. I think they should give him a bigger role in the movie now. Yeah. but not Black Panther. Like he shouldn't be the Black Panther. Right. I feel like they'll probably. I don't know. They'll have to do figure that out somehow because like. We see her, like I've seen Suri, and we saw the uh, ritual of how the Black Panther's chosen. You can challenge them to combat. Right. Like, and Batu will have to sit it out, which the other tribes did in the in Black Panther. They're all like, no, we don't want to fight Chadwick Boseman, uh, T'Challa. Right. Yeah. So maybe because, out of respect, and Batu, because, like, you know, forge that friendship in the uh, exactly. last couple movies. Um, I don't know. That's... I can see that. That'd be cool. Did they have the? Did they announce Black Panther two yet? Yes, they confirmed that's happening. Okay. Yeah, that was one of the ones confirmed, and they confirmed that um they're not recasting T'Challa. Right. They're just gonna let it be. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna suck. I mean, yeah. like it. Obviously, it sucks that he died. That's what I mean. It's like it's gonna suck. Right. That that. However, they handle it in the movie, it's just gonna be like probably yeah. gonna cry in real life. It's gonna be sad. It's gonna be terrible. Yeah, it would be nice though, dude. Like a tribute though, or something yeah. in that movie. Yeah. I assume. 
Uh, so winding down on, you know, our prepared conversation starters. Yeah. Um, to circle back to WandaVision quick. Yeah. Um, I've seen some stuff online and in podcasts that people are speculating that it could be used as um House of M type thing. Right. And I don't really know how that would be pulled off because isn't House of M like she does the no more mutants? Yeah, pretty much. And there are no mutants that we like no no yeah. mutants at that point. They're not a widely known thing. Never once yeah. been mentioned. So like the only it'd be she'd have to be like much let there be mutants or something. Right. And that would just be weird because there's no framework. Like, why would she say mutants? Right. I don't know. Like, and it's weird because in the comic, she was a mutant, but because they didn't have rights to it at the time, she was just like, they never really said what they were. They were just like made in a lab. She's like Magneto's daughter, right? Yeah. And in, in the movie, they're, uh, they're both. Sokovia. Magneto. Yeah. They're both Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are Magneto's kids right and that even in uh like days of future past right uh, yeah exactly so it's that's what it is but yeah using it as a house of i mean i think they're just going to use it like she's just going to be the person who rips the multi like right i think she's the madness in multiverse of madness because she's confirmed in to be in the movie yeah it'll probably be dr strange trying to somehow like so reality matching right because, I mean, she is, like, incredibly powerful. Right. But like, I nobody, think she much, doesn't even know how well, I think she is. that's going to be what this movie, like, she does it by, like, um, she doesn't mean to mm-hmm. rip it the universe in half. But right. That's what happens. I think that's probably what's ha- happening in the show. Is yep. Because you see the FBI agent that's in Ant-Man 2 uh, running across a field in that. Yeah. Look like. So I wonder if um, maybe sort of like a, a Cerebro type thing, like they have some, she's in some facility dampening her powers to like contain yeah. it just in there. Could be. And she is in like, like a medically induced coma imagining this whole world that she's building. Probably. And like, that's how it seems like something's wrong. There's telling her that and then she breaks out and then splits the multiverse. Right. And I mean, she wakes up, stuff like that. Because too, they don't, they haven't really said like how Vision is in the show. Yeah, I, mean, I, I assume it's all in her head because she has, has to be. in the comments, right? She has like a phantom pregnancy type thing. Yeah. And gives her twins and some weird stuff. So I, I assume right. it's going to be some of that going on. Like she's, so you think it's like something where she's, um, she's kind of gone crazy a little bit, like after losing vision. Yes. That's an end game. And she just now is like making this up in her head. And then it actually, yeah. she does something in real life that like rips it apart. Yes, exactly. I think so. I mean, I guess that's, I don't know. How how many episodes is that show going to be? Is it just a one season or is it? I don't I don't know if they've announced that yet. I, I would assume only like, one guess, season. Like, is it going to be just like eight episodes? I or? think it is. It's eight or ten episodes only. Okay. I mean, I guess that's a good length for it then. It doesn't need to go on much further right. than that, I don't think. We talked a lot about Spider-Man because of the, you know, spider Man's one of the all-time great comic book characters. Um that's one of the first actually the storyline I read that made me like comic books because I resisted reading them for so long was yeah. Superior Spider-Man, which awesome. is amazing. Awesome art. Um I actually I met the uh is it Slot? Dan Slot? Yeah. I met him and he was like he's so cool. He was just like taking his time to talk to everybody in the autograph line. Oh and really? like yeah, it was really cool. 
That's awesome. And then I bought like the omnibus of uh, Superior Spider-Man, and then I had like a site poster. That? Yeah, That's and he awesome. signed it and everything. I... And I had like a, a site poster, and he was like, "Oh, they uh, before Sight was a show. When Sight is my favorite show for yeah. people who don't uh, know that." Um, so I have the poster, and he's like, "Oh, before they were doing that, they're working on the pilot. They sent me the script to read over and like give my thoughts on." Yeah, and I was like, I did, "Like, I just wasted forty <laughs> bucks on this omnibus. Like, could have just had you sign this poster. It would have been just as cool." Right. It's like my favorite show, my favorite comic book. Author. Did you get him to sign the poster though? No, it was like the person ahead of me had wasted a lot of his time having him sign like ten things. So I was just like, "Let me, let me get in, let me get out right. quick." Like, I'm not a huge. Right. That's always like a weird dynamic when you're in line to like meet yeah. someone. Oh, and he, he was really cool, though, because I had, like, the uh, Midhound, like, whatever shirt, Spider, like, whatever Spider-Man Tom Holland's uh, school is in the MCU, I had a shirt from okay. that. Okay, yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah, like, um, they had me down for the, like, making that movie in Atlanta. It was really cool. Oh, really? I with Tom Holland, like, sweetheart. That's like, he just, awesome. like, noticed all the things that I had that, like, he could relate he to. Actually so it was just really like... cool. Yeah. Like, he went out of his way to talk to me more than I went out of my way to talk to him. Almost. That's nice. Like, so then you don't feel like you're wasting his, like, his time. Like, he makes you feel welcome. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Real nice guy. Um. Anyway, though. So, Spider-Man Multiverse. Seems like Tobey Maguire might be in it. In Spider-Man yep. 3. If they don't, though. And I think I would be happier this way. And hear me out. You know, you you dabble with New Girl. You like New Girl. I love it. Nick Miller. Jake Johnson. Peter yeah. B. Parker. Okay. Let's get Peter B. Parker in there. Okay. I mean, I'm in, like, I'll take it. Live yeah. action, Jay Johnson as Spider-Man. I'm in I it. think, I think it's good. I mean, I think, um, similar with how we were talking about, you know, Chris Hemsworth's going to be playing, he could play all these different Thors. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they should mess around and maybe get, like, a Jake Johnson Spider-Man. Like, that would be kind of funny. Literally put them all in. Like, Nick yeah. Cage as Spider-Man Noir. I mean, could they have a, because you just brought it up, a multiverse version of Superior Spider-Man, where it is Doc Ock has Spider-Man? I hope so. And then that's Killian Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> he just put all, all the threads, we're sewing them together. Full circle for uh, those listening. <laughs> wow. Hold on, that would be, I mean, it could have their Tom Holland, British. Right, Billy Murphy, British. I think they both have blue eyes. Doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be exact, right? I mean, because you're doing the multiverse, it doesn't right. have to be Tom Holland. It doesn't have to look like him. It can be a different. I mean, but either way, even if it's not Killian Murphy, I think the idea of maybe I don't think they'd ever be able to kill Spider-Man, have Doc Ock implant his brain. Yeah, but do you think uh, maybe they'll do that in uh, like a what if? They'll give us an extended animated what if? Do it like an hour instead of twenty minutes or whatever. Maybe we'll leave it that way. Maybe I don't know. I I would want them to do Superior Spider-Man somehow. Yeah, but maybe if, if they cool? if they do like a ton of Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse one that they're the live-action Spider-Verse. It seems like they're setting up. Maybe they just have one Spider-Man say "Dolt," and that's how we know. Like you know, that's his right, weird yeah. catchphrase thing. He's just one of the Peter Parkers is a dick, and he says "Dolt" a lot. And we're like, oh, because I'm tuned in. I know that that is right. Like, Superior Spider-Man is canon now. Yeah. I mean, it would be cool. I think they should do it. A little throwaway. Be cool. All right. So, going forward, is there a character that you absolutely need them to introduce that hasn't been announced yet? Like, so not Doom, not like not any Doom. of the obvious ones. Oh, absolutely have to have them. But you need it. 
I need it. Um, let's go like some cool ones. Um, I would say uh, we talked about him earlier. Uh, Norman Osborn, Green Goblin. I want, I want that bad. Um, I think he would be an awesome addition to the MCU. Mm-hmm. Like they need him in there uh, for Spider Man, and they can have him in a lot of different storylines. So him, um, he would probably be my number one. That's a good one. Has to. Um, what I'm trying to like, I'm now going through like all the heroes and trying to think if there's like a villain or. Mm-hmm. Um, what about um, Wilson Fisk again? Yeah, Wilson Fisk would be awesome. I want, well, I want them to do, um, bring back the people from the Daredevil show. Yeah, that Kingpin. He was an awesome Kingpin, Wilson Fisk, and. Yep. Charlie Cox, I think that's his name. He was a good daredevil. Yep, and I think uh, they've both been like actively campaigning for it. Yeah, they cool. both want it. Um, I think that is the one. Like there is buzz that that that's the one that they would bring in of the Netflix should, shows. They should do that if they do the Punisher. They should bring back John Bernthal because he was mm-hmm. you know, he just screamed a lot, but he was a good Punisher. Yeah, they should bring them back and just make their stories not canon, but have the actors back. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think. You have one that's like um you gotta have one from left field here. Not really. I I thought about it. Um, my main one is Neymar, just because I really like. Really. Him. I think I don't really have one because mine was uh Moon Knight, and they already did it. They announced so it, like, right? Well, that's the thing. They've just announced so many right. things that we want. Um, and I then guess... mo- most of the other cool ones, like you know, they're gonna bring Wolverine, and at some point, you know, like the X Men are coming at some point. Right. And it's like, who um, do we need that's not definitely going to be in there? Like, Galactus would be cool, but... Right. I don't think that really... I don't think... That's weird, because I don't think they can do, like, a big overarching thing. Maybe they could with him, mm-hmm. but, like, the interaction, I, I think don't know. they could probably do, like, you think Doom is going to be the big our overarching villain, and then either they do, like, however... I forget how Cedar Wars is set up, like, the Celestials or whatever, right. or just, like, yeah. I'm sick of things existing, let's destroy it. Yeah. Or you have Galactus coming out of nowhere, and you're just like... Like, just to flip it on our heads. Like, right. oh, Doom's this huge villain. And it's like, oh, nope, we tricked you. He's like, he's kind of nice. Right. He does his thing. He's not He's not the nicest, but he's nice. He is He is an asshole. Yeah. But he's not 100% a dick. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I guess Norman Osborn would be the number one. I like that one. I don't, I feel like, so, he is sort of the big bad in Superior Spider-Man. But you don't really interact with him that much. And right. that's like the only Spider-Man that I've really read is Superior Spider-Man. So yeah. I don't really have a big relationship with him. Well, he's he um he also did um so leading up to the Hickman run, um there was this whole thing and I actually this is like the one my brother was mad at me because I didn't know this existed and I mm-hmm. skipped this part of the arc, but it like kickstarts everything. He there's like a a raid or something at the Baxter building and it's like Norman Osborne's behind it. Oh right, him. right. Yeah, and he's the one behind it. So like even just he he's good because he's like he's the businessman, you know, and he's like that evil mm-hmm. kingpin type villain. But then he's also just this psycho who's like super dresses up like a goblin, super strong, yes. and throws pumpkin bombs. Yes, that's <laughs> that's that pretty, why pretty badass. Willem Dafoe is perfect. Yeah, I mean, well, the 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 thing they messed up with Willem Dafoe is uh, the Green Goblin costume is sick, mm-hmm. but they should have just like used Willem Dafoe's face. Like just painted, yeah. just painted him because he looked like he would have been perfect. Right, Willem Dafoe is perfect, honestly. 
Yeah, he is. Everything. I mean, Boondock Saints, he's the reason that movie is good. Boondock Saints. Yeah, that's... (laughs) There was a fire fight. (laughs) I forgot. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Me neither, honestly, actually. I just (laughs) only remember his scenes, too. Right. Um, I'm trying to think. can't think of any other ones right now. Hey, that's fine. You know, that's the way of the road. Here's a big one. Give me your hottest MCU take. Just like on anything. On anything. Hottest MCU take. Mm-hmm. Anything like anything coming up or just that's happened? Uh, I would say that's happened. Okay, that's happened. All right. Um, hottest MCU take. That's tough. I'm like, now I'm trying to think because like everything that's going through my mind, I'm like, is that hot enough? Do you want me to go? Yeah, you go. All right. So I don't know. If, I mean, because I think it's hard because we just love them and we're right. not like sort of like, you know, jerks about it. We're just like, these are good movies that we enjoy and we love them. We don't overanalyze them or anything. Yeah. And we like we overanalyze them in the nerdy way, not in the critical way. Right. Um. So I think mine is that Iron Man 3 is like not just good, like not better than you think. I think it's awesome. I think it like fucking slaps. Like it's like a great movie. Like yes, like, I think it's like it's very fun. I think that if they had done it in Phase Three after the brains were loosened after Guardians of the Galaxy, I think it would have been the best MCU movie, honestly. Really? So my favorite movie is The Nice Guys, which is directed by Shane Black, who directed right. Iron Man Three. Yep. And there's a lot of that DNA in it, and I uh-huh. think if they had just let him completely run with it, it would have been amazing. I mean, Iron Man Three was good. I mean, that's kind of. I want to see where you're at with it being possibly the best movie if it was in phase three, but that's in the, in one of the multiverses it's, they made it in phase three and they just let him run with it. And he was just like, I don't know. I don't know. It was nice. I mean, it, it grows to Billy. To Billy? To Billy. To Billy. They were like, damn, people were seeing it five times in the theater. Um, all right. Now, now for me, I'm trying to think here. Um, Hottest MCU take. That's tough. I'm trying. I'm going through all the movies. Um, I guess. All right. So I'll, I'll do this. I don't know where you stand, um, or how much I believe in this one as much anymore. But I will tell you when I went and first saw Endgame, mm-hmm. I hated it. You hated I, it. I hate when I first saw Endgame. I hated it. Okay. Um, my initial reaction was they like effed everything up. Okay. Um, and I think Did I don't you... feel like that as much anymore. Okay. Like after I've been able to like detach myself from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll tell you, so like when I went into infinity war as a viewer, I was like, all right, it's going to be like, whatever. This is mm-hmm. part one. Like nothing crazy is going to happen. And infinity war happened. And that was like by far still is the best MCU movie, I think. But with Endgame, I went in there. I think I was really thrown off with the, um, like the fat Thor and the whole yeah. and everything. So I was just in bad like that. Um, and then they go and do like, I don't know. I didn't like the time travel as much. I thought that's all right. But mm-hmm. it's one of those. It's like, all right, we're just going to do time travel to figure this out. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of problems with game. And then like, I still don't fully understand how cap was able to stay back in time and not mess anything up. I, unless I, they touch on it going forward. It doesn't make sense, is it what doesn't. I would say. Right. Um, because he had to let everything happen. Yep. 
And so I guess either they're saying he was already there the whole time. Right. So her husband that she speaks about is just Captain America. And he well, just how does that work? He just hid from the world for 80 years or whatever. It's five years. It makes no sense. But I, I guess to continue then with that, my, the hottest MCU take I would have is if they were done making movies, mm-hmm. they would have been better off leaving it at Infinity War than making that game. Just ending it? Yep, ending it with Infinity War and just having Thanos win and that's it. I think that's a good, that's a great hot. I mean, I'm definitely not, I like Endgame now. I think yeah. they did good, but I tell you, like when I initially saw it, I was like, that was not the way mm-hmm. to do it. Um, when I initially saw it, I was disappointed, but mm-hmm. I, I think I'm, I'm pretty good at talking myself into things. So right. I was able to be like, you know, they obviously they have to end it in a good way. They can't right. just leave it hanging like that. Um, Infinity War, they were able to get away with a lot more because they knew they were going to resolve it. Right, exactly. Which is why I thought that, like, when you compare the two movies, I think it's not. Even yeah, close. it's no contest. Right. Infinity War is better. But yeah. I think mostly just the last fight of Endgame saves it for me. I think if you take Endgame and look at its parts, I think it's it works separately right. and not necessarily everything. Like, the time heist stuff is very fun right. by itself. Like, if it's not used to undo the snap very fun exactly so i think I'm, I'm better at looking at that than most people like i can just enjoy stuff by looking at them separately mm-hmm. and then of course there's you know cap uh wielding mjolnir and that whole giant battle and just like all right i'm good now that was awesome i mean i, I remember too like when i first saw it um the ending battle was obviously fantastic um but i remember even remember i was like in such like i don't know what happened but i think i just my expectations were so high and i just yeah got thrown for a loop so quickly in the movie with Thanos dying immediately and everything. Um, but like I was even when Cap picked up the hammer, I was like, I was like mad because I wanted to do it in like a different way. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I didn't actually see him like lift it. Yeah, and, me like, too. It's cool, heroic. And I was like, so I was just mad about like everything I, at that point. I actually, I have a bone to pick on that. It makes no sense. Why yeah. did he, like, why would he put his hand out thinking that would work? The only <laughs> reason it made sense is if um, the, who are the directors? The Russo brothers yeah. are right. And that in Age of Ultron, he could have lifted it. And that's why it kind of lifts from the table is he realized he was about to lift it and slammed it back on the table quick. Maybe. So like, but it like in all that time, he's still worthy after like finding out that Bucky killed um, Tony's parents and not telling him and like all those indiscretions. Yeah, I don't know. And, and there's that. And it's just like one of those things where it's what was he doing? Like. Why would he keep that secret from Thor? Yes. Like, even if he thought it was going to, like, embarrass Thor, he could have gone to him after and then, like, privately being like, you know, give me the hammer. I want to show you something. Yeah. Or, yeah, and, like... Um, Just so you know. And if you can get me another one, that would be cool. That'd be sick. Like, <laughs> go to Dimitri the Dwarf and, like, let's make this quick. Right. And like, don't you he, think we should all have a hammer like that? And, okay, end game. Another mm-hmm. thing that made me really mad. So it's this whole thing where Thanos had to go to Dimitri, right, to have him make the gauntlet so mm-hmm. it's powerful enough. And Tony Stark whips up some nanotechnology and, like, pretty quick with the gauntlet. I mean, it's it's fine. It's whatever. I mean, it's also, just, at the time, time when travel. I was watching it, I was like, what is... Yes. Well, not only that, so that's forgivable. You know, you can be right. like, Thor probably helped him. He was like, this is the magic we need. Right. Like, you need to be able to do this. You, you, can, call, you can get over that. They do the whole, you know, you call it magic we call it science or something or you call it science we call it magic in the first floor so maybe he's like the nanotech is basically what dimitri was doing 
Maybe. Yeah. Um, just it's like share. I don't know. Like, anyway, anyone else couldn't. Pay, I don't know. Anyway. And that, but Tony being able to take it even for that couple seconds with no like doesn't make that doesn't check in his right. little suit. That's yeah. And I mean, there's things that it's like it's whatever you can get over it and it works. Um, I mean, it's I, that's the thing though. You just have to get over it because. Right. They made a whole big deal in Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, you can't hold one Infinity Stone. He has all of them. Right. Um, so then again, it's like how powerful, like, his nanotechnology is not just, it doesn't just match what Dimitri was doing. And it's, it seeds it. it. It exponentially better. Yes, because like, that's just like his basic, like, he didn't even design that to take the gauntlet. Tony Stark is a god. Yes. He which is also travel and then makes this thing that can withstand the power because he doesn't even like he saw time he travel in an initial, afternoon yeah and then he has that like when he gets the gauntlet he has that like initial like it's pain you can see it going through him mm-hmm. and, he's and then like, he's I'm able good. to like talk yeah he's like and I'm he good. snaps and he's still alive for a little bit it seems kind of like he's like he takes it and he's like okay and then he's like oh this is kind of nice it and seemed like, like if he it seemed like if he didn't snap he wouldn't have died yes which doesn't add up but so yeah, so I guess that was uh, when I was watching Endgame, all of those things. Yeah, because like, you think about it, and then you can trick yourself after, or and then if you start thinking about it again. For me, that's like I was right. I was disappointed at first because I thought of all these things, and then I was like, don't think about it. And then now when I think about them again, I'm like, ah, uh, guess Endgame actually isn't that good. I mean, I think just if you like Marvel movies, comic book, comic book, superhero movies, like there has to be a part of you that has to kind of let go of that. It's right. not going to be a no. Pl- there's not going to be a single plot hole. Like there's probably going to be a couple things we have to like just be okay with, right. which kind of sucks at times. But it is when you're dealing with that many different things, like that big of a world, it's tough. Um, another thing though that saved, not really saved because I liked it, but made Endgame better for me are the edits on YouTube of like you know the. Odin edit of Odin doing the speech about Mjolnir as Cap gets it and then Immigrant Song. Yep. And uh, I Am Iron Man playing after as that soon as Tony gets the stuff. That one's awesome. Doesn't it look like, it, like the beat matches? Like, yeah, it like picks like, up as soon right. as he as Thanos snaps and it doesn't work. It was like... Yeah. Yeah, that one's awesome. That one's really good. Alright, so um, unless you have any more Marvel stuff, that wraps up everything i wanted to uh tap into your brain for marvel wise i think i think we covered a lot of what's what's coming out with marvel i don't really think there's much left right i think we tapped that well pretty good yeah you know you can't just become someone's pop culture soulmate by only liking one <laughs> thing yeah like yeah we got a bunch of stuff like we both like supernatural and think right up until they defeat the devil legitimately a good show legitimately a great show yeah. And then we enjoy the cartoonish aspect that comes after. Right. Uh, it's a, the seasons are too long. But other than that, it's yes. nice. <laughs> um, but we both, I think our main thing that we both love are like dumb action movies. Like either oh, yeah. because they're so bad, they're good. But also just like we, I think a lot of them we think are legitimately good. Yes. 100%. So um, we've coined a term for them, the JT and Thomas Hall of Famers. <laughs> yeah. And are there any of those that you'd like to recommend? Like just some movies that you think are slept on that people just, they did a bad rap because people are like, oh, it's just a dumb action movie. So I got three things. Okay. Quickly. You brought up Supernatural. Mm-hmm. Did you watch like the series finale and all that no, stuff? I'm, I'm so far behind. You're I'm so still, far behind. I'm on the season where their mom comes back. 
Um, oh, wow. But they finally, she's not in it as much, so I can watch it again because she just is really she bad. She was terrible. She was terrible. Um, okay, so then never mind. Um, but I wasn't caught up. I watched the series finale, and we'll talk about that at some point. Okay. Do we? Sure. Did you skip to the series finale? Yeah, I watched like I missed like the last like two three seasons I think, and I just watched mm-hmm. like YouTube videos recapping it because I was like, okay. realistically, I'm probably not ever going to get to it, but um, maybe I'll do that. Right. Yeah, I'll just, like, maybe I'll just look like, up the heaters and just right, just watch like the like the Stuby Natural stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Um. All right, but back to these movies, mm-hmm. Hall of Famers. So I'll give you a Marvel movie. That's okay. Set off. Punisher Warzone. Okay. We've if talked you, about it. If you have not seen it, go out and watch it. It is phenomenal. Absolutely slaps right from the beginning. It just it starts hot and it just stays. It's not like. Very good movie, but action is just over the top. And it's, I love it. Um, Who is the Punisher in that one? I don't remember his name. The big guy. I don't. I is it one of the him. animated ones or is it? Um... It's not animated. No. Okay. It's like an actual. Um, it was like at the same time when they were doing um, like the Ghost Rider movies with Nicolas Cage. Gotcha. Like, and that type of stuff. So that's the Marvel one people are sleeping on. Um, action movies. I love like anything from 80s, 90s action, like mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger, John Claude right. Van Damme. Um, the one that me and my friend uh, Sean O'Connor, we always talk about, is Bloodsport. Okay. Bloodsport is an all time, all time classic. Um, you have John Claude Van Damme fighting as um, fighting in this underground tournament. Right. And uh, the dude with like the uh, injections in his tabs or something, right? His legs are comically big. Yes. Yep, and uh, it's so funny because so that movie is based off a true story. Wow. There's this guy, his name is Frank Dukes, and he claims that he fought in like a thousand underground matches. A thousand? Like a shit ton of these okay. things. He, was, he never lost a single fight. He has like all of these world records. He's wrote like books about it. Mm-hmm. And there's absolutely no proof I love it. Any of this ever happened. He's just on a heat check. He's just bullshitting this entire story. But he got a movie made out of it. I love it. With starring John claude Van Damme. Um, other action movies. I mean, anything with Arnold Schwarzenegger, just pick one. Mm-hmm. Put it in. Total Recall, Predator, Commando. Predator is like, if you haven't seen Predator, that's legitimately like my favorite it's somehow movie. slept on. I don't know how. It's my favorite movie of all time, I think. Um, Really? It's, I mean, I named my dog after that movie. Dutch. I have a dog named Dutch. That's nice. all Schwarzenegger's name. Mm-hmm. Um, movie is phenomenal. Um, other action? I don't know. Do you have Do you have another one? That, um, uh, yeah, I have I have a couple. Yeah. Um, so one, of course, is Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Fantastic. I, I very much wanted to do the, uh, the voice when I teed up the podcast intro. I wanted to be like, how to hold listeners? We have a we have a doozy of an episode for you. <laughs> That's a great movie. Um, you can do a deep dive of that movie on your podcast. Actually, yeah, I was gonna say like at the end, like we'll have to do a, a movie episode. Yeah, and that absolutely. that should be it. It's Tucker and Dale. That movie sounds good. Um, have you seen The Gentleman? So I, I think it came out in twenty twenty. Uh, okay. or late 2019 it's guy Ritchie who's done you know like Bob Stop and two smoking barrels yeah. uh, the Sherlock Holmes movie 
Uh, um, and it's Matthew McConaughey as an American Rhodes Scholar, former Rhodes Scholar. So he went to Oxford on full uh-huh. scholarship. But he's like trailer trash from America, goes there, becomes a weed kingpin. And he runs England's uh, puff game, as they say, because they're British. They call it puff. Yeah. And it's like Charlie Hunnam uh, as his like enforcer, his number two, his numbers okay. man. And it's just like, it's awesome. Like you, you 100% will love it. And I think a lot of people would as well. There's like a rap scene for no reason in it. Okay. Uh, some cool barbecue, cool track suits, Colin Farrell's in it. But like perfect, weird Irish Colin Farrell, not yeah. anyone else. Like perfect Colin Farrell. Okay. So that one's a big recommend. Um, as far as slept on ones, Tucker and Dale, like I said already. Yep. People uh, just need to watch it. So I have uh, another one that's slept on. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, I don't know. It's not an action movie or anything. Um, the Murder on the Orient Express, but like the, the newer new one. one okay. Yes. That movie's great. Okay. Um, it The last 30 minutes in particular is more dramatic than like any episode in Grey's Anatomy. Wow. It is just, I mean, out of nowhere, this thing turns into like these real close-up shots of his face. He's got like dramatic hair and there's like, mm-hmm. it's like a Broadway play on your TV screen. So that's a recommend. I actually, um, I told Mike to watch that movie, mm-hmm. but he watched the one from like the 60s. Nice. And he, Classic Mike. <laughs> right, yeah. He was, so he was like, I don't get why you like this movie. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's like a, a low key banger. I started that and I just like never finished it. It's tough. I mean, it got to the point. So I think first watched it a couple of years ago, like, um, we would watch it in college. Mm-hmm. Like we come home from a, from bars and we would be like, put on the ending of murder on the Orient Express. It was like that good. I it, gotcha. was, it was awesome. Um, yeah, I can't think of any like other sleeper movies though right now. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. Here's a movie I discovered in 2020. It's an older one. Yeah. Have you seen the town? I have not. Oh, I heard that. One I don't is... like nobody has seen it somehow. Like, I mean, obviously other people have seen it, but nobody, right. that, nobody in our circle, nobody that I've run with has seen it. And it's just like, it's Hawkeye and Batman for those of y'all that don't know about it. Right. It's, it's Jeremy Renner, Ben Affleck, John Hamm. And it's like a bank robbing crew and the FBI agent trying to stop them. It's in Boston. Like, what else do you need? I know. I have to watch that. That's on the list. You would love it. I guarantee it. That and The Gentleman. Guarantee. Someone just told me to watch The Town. I think it was Sean again. Like, I was talking to him. He's like, you have to watch The Town. Yeah, I listened to him. He's also been trying to get me to watch uh, Point Break. I haven't seen that movie somehow. And that's supposed to be. Is it Point Break? The original one? Yeah, I think so. Out of Utah? Johnny, yes, yes. He's like, that's one of his sleeper hits that he's been mm-hmm. trying to get me to watch. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's all of the movies I can think of. I'm trying to think. I know there's tons of them I'm forgetting, but yeah, I know that's that's what happens though. It's annoying. There's like a million. It's probably just because like to you and I, they're obvious movies people should watch, and then so right. you go to think of them, it's just like, oh yeah, people would think of that. I haven't watched as many movies recently either. Yeah, I me mean, neither. I haven't. I've basically just been. Um, like rewatching, rewatching things. If anything, I haven't yeah. like started anything new because I, um, I read sixty books in twenty twenty, so sixty two. But uh, are you trying to break it or no, 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 no not in twenty twenty one. I haven't, I haven't that. finished a book yet. 
62 books. Yeah, it was a lot. Trying to do math here. Five books a month? Just over five books a month? Yeah. And I I didn't really start until quarantine hit in late March. Jesus. It was nuts. Because I set out to read 50. And then I had to read, like, some of them I had to read for school. Some of them I I just read for fun. Right. And I just, like, once I got going, I was, like, cranking them out. Yeah. I mean, that's good. I haven't. That's more books I've ever read in my life. So, comics comics included. Wow. That's not true. (laughs) Yeah, it's probably not, but close. So, yeah. So, like, with that going on, I didn't. I haven't really watched anything. Have you read any uh, new comics recently or any of the list that you want to get back into? I want to read the new Dan Slott Fantastic Four stuff. Yeah. He he picked that up. But um, I think when I started trying to get into it, there were only the first four out because Marvel Unlimited does the lag of when they release yeah. it. And it's it's just not fun for me to read them week by week. I want to like binge it, like crank them out. Right. Because they're so short. It's like 20 pages and most of it's pictures. So it's just like, especially on the computer, you're just like cranking them out. Right. Like it was cool. Um, Getting the weeklies, like actually going to the comic book store, like picking up the weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, and having like one or two that you read like that is fun. But I also noticed too, like if you get like longer stories, like if you get, if it's not just like, here's a story, it's just a Fantastic Four comic where it's just this big run that he's going to be on it forever. You're going to have these filler issues. Like if you get that one week and you're just sitting on that for a while, it's like, just kind of sucks. Right. But if you get it where you can just binge it, you don't even remember it really. So it's, it's better. I feel like for me, something like Batman would be fun because there's more of like a mystery element in a lot of his yeah. stuff. He's got some great. If you haven't read a lot of Batman, there's the Scott Snyder run. No relation to Zach, but he makes he has the best Batman run. Well, not the best Batman run of all time, but it's it's up there. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't had the uh, opportunity to check out DC because they. I think they're newer to having a Marvel Unlimited type yeah and so a lot of their stuff was just not available for me to get into it's tough yeah unless you like buying them which right isn't isn't great <laughs> um all right so we got the all-time recommends is there anything that you've seen recently like read recently uh video game you've played recently that you want to recommend to people um it's tough i've been thinking because like recently i haven't been watching movies or tv shows like i've been or re-watching stuff i guess like the right. things like the same you were doing um I guess if I'm recommending anything, um, I've been playing Madden, but don't play that game. Yes, yeah, same it's with garbage. here. It's like, it's this one is so bad. It's like right. the worst one in years. And yeah. I guess it's because they were transitioning to the new, and they usually they do like every two years. It's right. their version of a banner, which still yeah. isn't very high, but this it's, one sucks. It's, it's fine. It's whatever. like it's super easy. I know. It's just I, like I'm still sucked into the Ultimate Team. Oh um, yeah, that'll do which it. It's just terrible terrible um, i got sucked into using the chargers because justin herbert is like invincible in that and he's amazing he's, he's the goat um i guess another game um shout out to mike barbado on this one but some overwatch get into that if you're not already it's a good game i don't know, like tv shows supernatural because i just watched that series finale not too long ago uh get into that other than that man there's not really been anything recently unfortunately okay okay um i got one i just did this week okay um it's ted lasso it's on apple tv plus or whatever okay um so basically it's jason sudeikis and it was a weird premier league like commercial they did a couple yeah. years ago and it was just him like what would happen if an american football coach went to coach uh british football 
And, you know, obviously he knows nothing about it. So in the show, the setup is that he was a division two football coach at Wichita state. Okay. Wins the national title. And then the made up premier league team hires him to manage. And he knows nothing. He doesn't know, like he doesn't know offsides. He knows less than, I think he knows about as much as I know about soccer. Okay. Basically. So nothing. Someone who's never got it. Like doesn't even know the f- rules that you would know from FIFA because he turns penalties off. Okay, smart. Like That's it. What I do. <laughs> uh, anyway, so it's basically it's like like a super cheesy Disney show, yeah. but with like for adults because they're swearing and like some sexual tension going on. Okay, but it's just like it works. I don't know. Like it's so enjoyable, and it's it should be unbearably cheesy, unbearably like you're just like this is stupid. Yeah, watching a Disney Channel TV show. But it's just awesome. And it's like Jason Sudeikis. It's not like he's the least crass person in it. He's just like. Really? Yeah. Like he's like the straight man, even though he's like this weird, folksy Midwest guy. Um, and it, it's yeah, just like, it's Ted just Lasso. really good. Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. I'll look mm-hmm. that up. Is it's it just one nice. season? Or yep. is it... um, they got a second season coming. Nice. Well, I have yeah. to get on uh, The Boys. I haven't watched you, that yet. You need to. It's. Crypty running it, our boy from Supernatural when it was good. Right, and you have uh, Dean coming in. Dean's coming Jensen in, Jensen Ackles. Yeah. So, I'm excited. And then I, he, so this is actually, this is, should have talked about this earlier. So he's coming in for the boys, and he's like a guy making fun of Captain America, like a satire of Captain America. Yep. And of course, we got Falcon and Winter Soldier coming out. Okay. And they're doing, I don't know if you remember this, but when I, they announced Captain America Winter Soldier, or not Winter Soldier, I when they announced Falcon and Winter Soldier, yep. I was saying that they should use U.S. agent as, like, bring him in as, like, the government wants him to take the shield from Falcon. And that's right. what they're doing. Like, he's Captain America. So it's cool, especially, like, I mean, now, recent days, this has taken a very dark turn, current U.S. politics. But well, yeah. U.S. agent is, like, the perfect, and, like, his struggle with Falcon, like, an African-American superhero who Captain America chose as his successor Right. And we got this sort of like, I don't know if the character is necessarily actually alt-right, like he chooses to be, but like he's a pawn of alt-right type figures that's in the comics. Yeah. And so like, it seems like that's what they're going to go with. So that's kind of cool. And that it's is uh, cool. Kurt Russell's son, oh, uh, really? Wyatt Russell, is playing uh, US agent. So that's kind of cool. Has Wyatt been in anything that I would know? Or? He's in 22 Jump Street. He's Zook. He's the quarterback. Okay. And uh, so he's like, I think he's mostly shown up in like as a comic type guy, but he's in the show on AMC that is probably like right up our alley. It's called Lodge 49. It's supposed to be like real weird magic okay. type stuff. Yeah. I think it's described as like Babe Lebowski, but with magic. Nice. So that seems like we would like that, but I um, haven't checked it out. You say Kurt Russell and just remind me another movie banger all time. Big Trouble in Little China. Mm-hmm. Kurt Russell classic. Uh, check it out. Oh my god, that reminds me of one. And this <laughs> is not. This is basically what happened at the in the at JL. Yeah. But so this one, older people not slept on at all. But for people like you and I, our generation, I hadn't heard of this movie until I like saw a podcast about it. Yeah. And listened to that Tombstone, which is now if Nice Guys, the Nice Guys is my favorite movie. Tombstone is my favorite movie. Tombstone is awesome. That's like my dad's all-time favorite movie. I so I was watching that at my uncle's house the uh, last year during a snowstorm, 
Yeah. And he he's like walks in the living room and he's like, oh, your uh, grandpa watched that every day when I was a kid. And I was <laughs> like, let's go. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Still the show. Everything he says is incredible. Yeah. And then speaking of the nice guys, uh, Iron Man 3, same yeah. director, Shane Black, did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Okay. It's the movie that got Robert Downey Jr. an audition as Iron Man. Because John Favreau saw it and was like, "Oh, he can do act. He can do action, right? So he'd be the perfect Iron Man." And so Val Kilmer is in it. He plays a private detective named Gay Perry, yeah. and uh, Robert Downey Jr. is like a small time crook that accidentally becomes an actor. And oh, they, really? They have to like solve a crime. That's cool. That you would love that too. That one's incredible. I have to look into that. There's so many I have to watch. It's, I mean, here's the here's what you need to know: Val Kilmer, Robert Downey Jr. Cool. Yeah, that's more than enough. Anything with either of them now? Aren't they making a third Sherlock Holmes with Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah, and um, I think uh, Jude Law wanted them to do time travel somehow in it, and yeah. so he like pitched them this whole time travel idea. And Guy Ritchie and Sherlock and uh, Robert Downey Jr. Are like, what? Like, what's up with you, man? Are you good? <laughs> why? Why are we doing time travel? What's going on, Sherlock Holmes? Because he, I think he wanted to get involved with the Benedict Cumberbatches. He wanted to do like a oh really? a multiverse. That would be. I mean. If they wanted the, to do like a comedy, that'd be pretty funny. But into the Sherlock verse, into go. the Sherlock, yeah. <laughs> Let's do this good, but... one last time. <laughs> that'd be amazing, honestly. That's how they should do it. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much all I got. For the lovely people out there, lovely, lovely folks. We'll have to do uh, another one on movies or like DC going forward. Yeah, we didn't. I thought we would touch on DC more just uh, from comparison, but yeah. We got so into uh, Marvel, I think. It just, yeah, we're already gone pretty long. So we'll have to, yeah, uh, we got because um, I definitely want to talk about DC. I can have some hot hot takes on their movies. Yeah, like, that's Dark easy. Knight Rises the Dark Knight Rises sucks. It, that, I I don't know if that's a hot take anymore. I think it would have been when it came out, but then people still love that movie. They're dumb. They're dumb. You should you should do a deep dive on that one. Have a I don't watch. But see, the issue with that is like you know I could do bad movies on the deep dive. Have you listened right. to the Knives Out episode we did? Uh, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't get through all the way. I listened to like seventy five percent of that thing. Okay, so like when we do that, it has to be a movie that you can watch like four times. Right. You can't do yeah. like a hate watch because you have to watch it a bunch of times and like take notes and pick up on stuff. Otherwise, have... like if you don't already hate the movie, you're gonna end up hating it. But I feel like. If you did a hate watch one, you'd be like, there'd be some passionate. After you sit down and forced to watch this terrible yeah. movie for four, you'd get some, <laughs> you get some opinions on it. It'd probably be like a twenty minute episode. Sure. Just be like, fuck this right. movie, fuck this movie, fuck him, fuck them. <laughs> all right, so uh, that's all we got time for you today, my lovely people out there listening. So remember to rate and review High Tea Obsessed on. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts, and give me those five stars only. Because if you don't give us five stars only, we will send Galactus out there to eat your world. So, JT, thank you for coming. Thanks for having and me. And until next time, peace out, y'all.